Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, and I'm your co-host Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly. How's it going, Corey? Dude, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty fucking good, man. Sun's out in Canada. It's actually, you know, above 20 degrees. Nice. I don't know what that's like, but it's all sun down here, or it's doom and gloom, bud. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I'm talking fucking Celsius too, not not your Fahrenheit bullshit. But I know I, what it is. Here. I don't know. What, I, I feel so fucking stupid, you know, that like we're not with everyone else. It, it, it's it's such bullshit that we have to be so fucking different. Like we're like the popular kids. <laughs> it's so I don't like the word retarded, and I'm you know I just think it's silly. I think it's fucking silly that we're just not universally like we we're all universally sound with math. But then we go and fuck everything up with feet and Celsius and, I mean, and, and degrees and all this shit. I guess you're thoughted. Uh, yeah, but in Canada, it's a different kind of retarded because we got – we use metric, but I know my height in feet and I know my weight in pounds. Mm. And, yeah, so we're so – You're we're like me in, like, every sport ever. You know, like, fucking pitch left-handed, bad right-handed, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know both, and that's what's important. I couldn't tell you shit about Celsius. You know, I don't remember that. Hey, I've been too long out the game, bud, you know. It's uh, 68, basically. That's the difference, or is that what it would be It's 68 for, for small, non-small people? 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Ah, dude, that's nice. That's good weather. That's that beautiful. is good weather. Oh, right. dude, it is, it's, it's fairly decent down here. We had a little bit of rain last night, so that means that today uh, in the south, it's just a nice, calm breeze. But it is hot. If you can't find shade, you, you're going to be sweating your ass off. But if you get in the shade, but it's a really nice day. Uh, we're coming to a close on crawfish season. It doesn't necessarily close. You can get crawfish year-round. But I'm talking about good southern golf crawfish. You know, this is coming on your last weeks to get it. Uh, I don't eat crawfish anymore. I kind of peeled like hundreds of pounds. Uh, I think I peel, I would peel like 300 pounds a weekend uh, when I st- when I worked in the city. I'm just not into it anymore. Uh, you know, like I'm I'm on the vegetarian vegan thing right now, and uh, you know, but I'll enjoy some mushrooms and fucking corn and and all the fixings that go with it. But but bud, you know, uh, that's all you see right now. If you're not miserable and working in a grocery store like me. You're out fucking chilling with like the three people that you trust to be around right now, and yes. uh, just living it up. Yeah, I, in a way, it kind of sucks because the nicer it is, the more I just want to go outside and do shit. Dude, but, I feel you. Yeah, like I, I want to swim, dude. I don't oh, care how I big I am, dude. I just want to drop in some fucking pool and just lay there. Like, <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, all the people going to the beach, man. It's crazy. I I almost don't blame them. I don't blame them, but at the same time, just buy a fucking two hundred dollar like pool. Like you can get a decent size on Amazon for two hundred bucks. That's true. You know, like, I granted, if you live by a beach, cool. My whole thing is that like right now, I would want that seclusion. You know, so like even if I do go to a beach, I'm gonna walk like two or three miles to to go somewhere where it's not so packed. But that's the thing. I think that there's so many people that want to do shit like that. They have the time. You'll never find that ability. So I would rather just go and spend the money and get a fucking pool than go out to the beach, you know, like 
but I, I'm, I'm an older cat, you know, like you're a younger dude. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of talent out there to, to watch and all that shit, you know, <laughs> like there's definitely some benefits to going to the beach. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. So, uh, we took a little, took a little time to get this one in today. Uh, you had to build a fucking bridge kind of put us back a little bit, but, but man, I was just confused when I read that you had to build a bridge and then I saw it. That's a sleek bridge, dude, for a father-son, you know, a little build session. That's nice. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, fucking, I got so bored. And we have a <laughs> creek out in my backyard. And we had, we built a bridge. We had a bridge out there that was, like, fucking rotten and shit. Right. I was just like, I'm going to build a bridge. So I uh, went out, got the shit today. Built a, built us a nice little bridge in two hours. And sent, sent a picture to Corey. He was, uh, you were a little surprised we didn't have it, uh, staked down or anything, but you know, that's, that's just not how we do it in Canada. It, it'll yeah, hold. I, I'm look, man, I come from a very, uh, obtuse. I'll say it as lightly as I can. I come from a very obtuse area. We need like that extra support. Like, you know, we're, we're weight bearing <laughs> structures. Like you guys don't, you know, you guys seem like y'all move around a lot. We make things that, you know, sound delicious by saying them. You know, like we got weight as a disadvantage, you know, but you guys don't. Uh, it's a it's a fairly sound looking bridge. Looks maybe of mahogany. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. But dude, that's sick. You got a creek in your backyard, dude. You guys literally are just living in the coolest spot I've ever heard of in my life. Yep, just fucking five minutes from, not even, maybe like five minutes walking from Lake Ontario. Or it's basically, it's basically a sea. It's huge. If you've never seen it, it's it's massive. But this yeah. is insane. Like, it's like people are like, oh, dude, you live like I don't know, like not even a quarter of a mile from the Mississippi River. It's like, yeah, but you can't see this shit because it's so industrialized. You live straight out in in paradise. Like, I just live out in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Um, it's weird because I I remember talking to you about it, and just anyone who lived, most people who live in lake ontario live right on the lake so it's just kind of oh yeah whatever the lake but when i'm talking about it with you i realized you know it's actually fucking miraculous like that it's breathtaking how massive dude, it's awesome yeah. absolutely awesome dude um but yeah man it's good to hear that you're doing all right you guys have gotten y'all's creativity in i got a little creativity coming in uh thanks to to our our, our friends over at uh at the hockey, uh, what is it? Caps chirps, uh, shout out to hockey trolls. Um, I woke up one morning after a ridiculous night of drinking and had just this great thought of a new hobby. I wanted to take, take down and, uh, I'm going to be making, well, I'm going to attempt, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to come out perfect, you know, but I'm going to make bottle openers out of the, um, the ass ends of hockey sticks that always get cut off, you know, and then just, become paperweights or like straight go to the trash so i'm gonna take those bad boys and turn them into something useful and uh new orleans is a drinking town so it's it'll work you know and i promised him I, i'd throw him the best one i make back at him so uh shout out to hockey troll for giving me something to do you know other than just work my ass off so yeah and you were telling me about this it sounds actually it's a really good fucking idea too not only because you know it's a hockey bottle opener. I mean, drinking and hockey, that's, you know, that's just the two best things in the world, but uh, it, it saves, it saves waste, you know, it's environmentally friendly too. 
it's a great idea. Yeah, and uh, I got I got the package in the other day. I'm just waiting for the uh, uh, I'm waiting for the bottle opener metal that's got like the hidden tang in it. I'm waiting for that to come in, and then you know, it's really just getting a piece of wood, slicing it down, hollowing it out to fit the tang in there, and sliding it inside of the the composite stick and setting a pin and epoxying the fuck out of it and it's done so i'm I'm excited you know it's it sounds relatively simple i'm gonna i'm gonna tape it up so it looks like it's supposed to be like an actual stick you know give it a knob on the back end you know like i'm gonna try to make these things look a little sharp yeah definitely and uh if we when you're done we can definitely we'll probably make a post to see if we can do it on uh the youtube and we'll probably post it on twitter too so if you guys aren't already following Corey or the Habs Nightly account, you should definitely do so because we will be probably posting updates for the bottle openers. Yeah, um, but um, I'm thinking, go for it. Maybe, go for it, maybe, maybe we uh, we talk about playoffs. I know we got a little off track. We have to get off track because when we get to this topic, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> there's a lot of shit. That can go wrong, you know, uh, and it really comes back to fucking Carey Price, you know, like it's Carey Price's chance to shine. And if he does, awesome. If he doesn't, you know, we kind of expected the season not to be that great, you know, but uh, I'm sure everyone listening knows is that we'll be facing off against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the <laughs> in the five game series. Um, you know, they're fifth, they're fifth overall in, as far as, you know, this bracket going up against Austin's in the 12th seed. Uh, I, this is insane, you know, um, but I tell you what, if you can knock out Pittsburgh in the first, you know, granted, I, I believe we would go on to take, uh, Tampa Bay. But I think that if you saw what Tampa Bay happened to them last year, I think you got a better shot at them over Pittsburgh. But, I mean, you know, this isn't our year to really – I don't think we, we're as good as we were last year. Like, I just think that the pieces were, were in place last year. Max Domi was having an incredible year, um, and we chased it, you know, one one point short. And this year was not the same year. You know, we've, we've struggled a lot. And to just sneak into this, this is going to be crazy. I'm not upset. You know, at first I was upset. It could mess with our, our draft picks or, and what have you. But we can't stop them from putting us into this playoffs. So let's just make the best out of it. You know, like if we're going to get – if we're stuck in the playoffs, so let's fucking have a run at it, boys. You know, like let's give Pittsburgh the hardest chance that they got because I believe Pittsburgh's going to win. <clears throat> but I think that there's no way in hell we're going to let them go lightly, you know. Yeah, for sure. And – like you said, I I especially, I think I was a little more cheap than you were. I was pretty pissed off um, when I thought we heard that there's speculation Montreal might make the playoffs. And to be clear, if Montreal does lose this, I think because it's a play-in, Montreal loses to Pittsburgh, it won't affect their draft stock. And now that's just speculation at this point. But I'm assuming, and I would guess that's probably kind of where the route they would take because it makes sense you know Montreal didn't gain anything they're still they were the 12th seed they should remain that and they should get that pick it makes sense to me right but um what I thought was really interesting I actually sent this to you the other day is that 
Pittsburgh and some other teams, but mostly Pittsburgh and teams in the East complained about they wanted to do a three a three game series, and they complained that playing it would have an unfair advantage for Montreal because Carey Price might steal the series. Now, keep in mind, Montreal had what what was it like nineteen? No, not even 11 regulation wins or something. It was really, we did awful this year. We're horrible. And Pittsburgh was saying Montreal would have an unfair advantage because of Carey Price. Now, if that doesn't, you know, just paint a picture of the respect Carey Price still demands, I don't know what does. No, you're, you're not lying, you know. So, oh, I mean, shit, what were we? Are you saying just at home? Was our uh, what was our eleven wins? You said. I think I saw it was we had eleven <laughs> at home. 19. We were fourteen wins. It was fourteen, seventeen, and six. It was um, I'm trying to think how many regulation wins. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Now I but can't it, I can't pull that off off the top of my dome, but you know it doesn't really matter. It's in, in the end. Yeah. There is a true fear. Yes, in three games. I don't think that's fair to most teams, right? I think if three games is, is a little too quick to decide something as big as the Stanley Cup. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. But definitely, if you give Carey Price the advantage of beating a team in only three games, Carey Price has a great chance at doing that. You know, like, I don't, I don't see it anything past three. You give him three games, he can play the best three games of his life and you can see, you know, Pittsburgh getting what happened to them last year against uh, the Islanders. You know, like they can get swept easy if if you break it down to three games. Five, that's a lot harder for Carey Price to do. But it's just you sent me that meme the other day about people saying that, you know, Carey Price is washed up and he's getting paid too much. And then now people are, you know, like it, it's far-fetched, but like we all know that Carey Price has that ability – if he taps into his well of, of fucking hockey, you know, expertise, he can get the job done. And in three games, absolutely. I think that we win in three games. Uh, you know, I think they were smart to make it five games, though, you know. And I'm not just saying to, to give the other teams an advantage. I just think overall you're not going to get the best of both teams out of just three games. But Montreal definitely could steal it in three. Yeah, and definitely. And the thing I sent was um, fans of every other team for the past three years – Essentially, quote, Carey Price is overpaid, washed up, not good at hockey. Fans of every other team for the past three days, quote, it's not fair that the Habs got into the 2014 playoff. Carey Price could easily steal a couple of series. And I think, like, obviously that's a joke, and it's kind of true. It's kind of funny. But um, like you said, a three-game series is easily stealable by hot goalie. But I think a five-game series is still – Price can still steal that. It's only three games to win the series. I think Carey Price, if he can get hot, he could easily steal that. And I think there is a little bit of reason just for, you know, wishful thinking and hope because this is a basically a free chance for Carey Price to get the cup that he's been chasing, and he wants it. You can tell he wants it. Plus, Montreal has – pretty much their full roster back that they're they're pretty healthy with. I think they went they went like 11 4 and 1 or something to start the year when they were all healthy. Montreal was doing people forget Montreal was doing really well at the start of the season. 
with the same roster that they're going to be taking into the playoffs, you know, I don't think Montreal is going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think we could – there is a chance, and I think it's well within the realm of possibility that Montreal makes a run for the Cup this year. I'd love to fucking see it, bud. I, re- I really would. Um, I mean, let's see. You'd have to you'd have to beat Tampa, and then I, I, I there's a chance. I don't know the percentage. I'm not fucking Matt Stats guy. You know, shout out to him again. Uh, an amazing episode if you haven't if you haven't listened to it. But uh, I think goaltending alone, you got to be afraid of Montreal. Like, and I don't care if you're going up against a very stacked Pittsburgh team. You know, uh, I just don't think that there's a player, there's a goalie out there that has that pool of of just backup. No one can touch Carey Price's pool of of just goaltending expertise. If he can tap into it, you know, I, everybody's watching the fucking Avatar right now from Nickelodeon. If if he can figure out how to turn into his, you know, his avatar, dude, it's fucking over. You know, like you, you can't stop a carry price that is is hungry, you know, that is just focused on the game. Like he has just instinct that can't be taught. And he showed it over the years, and it doesn't matter how old a goalie gets. If they're still playing in the game, they're still capable of, of you know, tapping into that pool. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're a bow out. I, I still think that, you know, Pittsburgh's got the ability. They got the advantage, in my opinion. But I think that if it's, if it's Carey Price's, you know, uh, if it's up to him, he's going to put up a fight, and that would be their only shot at getting fucked over, is if Carey Price turns the fucking wheels on, and becomes the carry price of, of future's past. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like you said, any goalie can get hot. You know, we saw James Rhyme, Optimus Rhyme with the Leafs not too long ago, a few seasons ago now, where he was just going off, you know, playing great hockey. Jonathan Bernier with the Leafs, you know, look where they are now. They're not great goalies. Goalies can just they, – they can get hot and just play way above their talent or just play lights out. Any goalie can. But I think another, and I don't want to discredit other people, another um, reason Montreal could do well in this series is the age. And when people look at Montreal, they see Price and Weber, and they mistake us as an old team. We are not an old team. No, we're, Montreal, we're pretty fucking young, bud. Like, Yeah. So I'm just, what the way I'm thinking, Crosby is going to be ready no matter what because it's Sidney Crosby. But – there's a lot of old guys on that Penguins team. Chris Letang, um, Malkin, just some examples. And I'm telling you, Nick Suzuki, Mac Domi, Jonathan Druin, Philip Deno, Gallagher, they're all they're in their early to mid-20s. They're all going to be ready to play, and they're going to shake off the rust like that. I mean, there's only seven guys that are 30 years old on this game on this team and there's 16 of them 29 and younger and I, I get it you know 29 is one from 30 but I mean shit dude like if you look 20 to 26 is our absolute just pool of future talent you know like in 27 is Brendan Gallagher you know like so everything under that you know Armia Dano, you know fucking Olette Domi Druin Lekkinen, fucking Suzuki, God, God's grace, Nick Suzuki. But, 
we're a young fucking team, dude. You know, like, I mean, I mean, I, I believe in the beginning of the season when I was with Nashville, Nashville was set at the oldest team. Most of those players are like 28 and up. This is a team that has really taken their time to develop a youthful personality. And I think that's going to help us, you know, going into this. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, experience is important. And the Penguins are a very experienced playoff team. And that's going to be a factor. And they – let's not have any misconception. The Penguins should win this series. I expect them to. But I do think that Montreal's combination of youth, carry price, and talent, because we do have some talented players, I do think that they could – make an upset and make a little bit of a push here and as a fan I think that we have to hope for that yeah man like I don't think we got it I don't think we have a great chance at it but I think this is a great opportunity like I said previously you know like when we were kind of on the fence of this kind of fucks us you know but like look at some of the young guys right so there's 16 guys under the age of 26 that's guys who's probably never seen playoff hockey. What better chance than to give someone like a Nick Suzuki or a Max Domi or a Lekkonen, you know, like a chance to see what it's like to make it to the playoffs and then have someone as talented as Shea Weber, Carey Price, you know, I mean, fuck, um, Ben Sherratt, who's only 28, you know, like there's guys on this team that have been here that have, have made it very far into the playoffs and can easily show these guys, like, here's your goosebumps. Here's what you need to do. You know, this is going to be great for us next season when most of the boys are kind of shaking, you know, they're, they're relaxed. They're, they've shaken that off that, you know, what is, what is it like to get past the, the, the regular season? You know, they know what the goal is. They've, they, they're going to get a chance to see what it's like to deal with it. And it's only going to make the game plan going into next season even better. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, too, with this, even if Montreal doesn't make it far, having those young players experience playoff hockey will prepare them for the future. And what we saw with the Leafs, you know, even continuing up to last year, extremely talented bunch of young guys, but limited play, their only playoff experience is losing, limited playoff experience. So, Obviously, they were going to lose a few series, and it's taken them a while to start to grow to even be considered, you know, a contender for the Cup. And I don't even think – I don't even know if they're seriously thought of one right now. So, if Montreal can have their young guys get that playoff experience in now while they're still growing, when Montreal is ready to be a contender, they're going to have that experience, and they're going to know what they need to do to win. You're right. Um, now, my question is, you know – it's coming back. You know, they've already said it. So can you make AHL call-ins? Like, can you bring people in? Like, can we have a Kale McCarr come out and give us a shot? You know, like, granted, like, I think we're, I think we're pretty set. But, like, say we can bring in, like, a, I don't know if a Josh Brooks, but, like, someone from L Laval, you know, like, can they get their shot even though their season's over? Oh, man, I have – <laughs> like, I think that this is an especially trying and difficult year. So I think there's going to have to be some exemptions made. Right. But 
I have no idea. I know um I do know that Montreal put a a clause in the contract of Romanov that when regarding when he would start his playing, like when he'd be available, because the KHL canceled the Montreal right. put in to be decided mm. as kind of a loophole. Oh shit. And yeah, and it apparently a few teams have done this and apparently Gary Bettman and the league are furious with them. <laughs> Dude, why? Uh, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Like imagine Romanov coming over and he's, he's not getting his chance at just a regular, regular game in the regular season. This dude is going to come in for playoff hockey, get his real chance. It's like the team already knows, look, man, we're not really looking to, for a stretch, but this is a great chance for you to not just see, you know, the NHL, but at a, a playoff caliber and against Sidney Crosby, nonetheless, like this dude's going to get a, if they let him play, he's going to get one of the, like, it's like almost getting in the first class flying, you know? Yeah. Like the dude just skipping everyone in line. He's got the Disney world fast pass. Like he's moving past everybody. Fuck them all. Like, yeah. And I think as like a Habs fan, obviously I think the NHL, as a biased Habs fan, should allow this. You know, I think <laughs> why, why not, right? But um, yeah, it benefits us. Yeah, but I do see, I do see the point of Gary Bettman and the rest of the NHL officials because a team like Minnesota, who I think they do qualify, could bring in a guy like um, Kaprizov, who's a bona fide superstar right. in the NHL, right? And that could mean the difference between a series, right? He could go off and score twenty points. Um, but yeah, Minnesota think, is in it. They got to play Vancouver, and the winner of that has to take on the the Golden Knights. So, yeah, definitely. So he could def- a player like that could definitely come in and affect things. But I do think that there just need to be they need to outline it more clearly because, you know, getting mad at the other teams for putting in that clause, I I kind of get why teams did it because you know the NHL hasn't really lined out what they're doing. It, it's all to be decided and. I do think that they do need to start coming out with a plan, and obviously that's very hard with COVID. Um, in in the end, I honestly believe that the NHL season should simply be canceled. I just think that, in just not thinking as a hockey fan, thinking just rationally and logically, I do right. I don't think it works out. Obviously, I want to see hockey come back, but you know, just with the way things are going, we don't know how long this is going to last. But the I think the NHL is kind of in the same boat. They they're telling us we're going to get hockey back, but let's be honest, it could be months still. We we have no idea when we're getting hockey back. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really feeling like um, – remember like four or five years back, and it's crazy to think it was that far back now, uh, the last World Cup, you know, right after the season. I'm sure it was one of the Pittsburgh fucking victory era. Um you know, you got to see, like, Team North America. Like, I feel like it's going to be like that. You know, it's going to be such a – I wouldn't say that it's, like, a loose-cut rule systematic play style, but It'll it's going to be good. very learn-as-you-go. Yeah. And like you said, like, I understand, you know, maybe, maybe we could have took a break from it. Hockey fan in me wants to see the game play on, but, like, you know, someone made a, made a post – I saw on Twitter today and it was like, you know, uh, you know, some guys in the NHL have, you know, are a high risk, you know, people like uh, for us, Max Domi with, with his 
uh, diabetes, you know, is, is that somebody that is comfortable playing? And I think that that's his decision to make, you know, like I'm sure the team is going to say, you know, how do you feel about it? And I, at the end of the day, it's his decision whether or not he's comfortable playing. I don't think he's going to have a problem with it. And I wouldn't have a problem if he chose not to, you know, but. I think I, it's safe to say Max Domi. If we're in the playoffs, Max Domi. Max playing. Domi's playing. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just a fucking, he's just an amazing guy. And in fact, I'm on, uh, I don't know what episode it's going to be on, but uh, I had to sit down with Ray Ray and, uh, and Breezy of uh, the House of Hockey because uh, Ray Ray needed a little uh, – she used to go to college out here in New Orleans, and I guess she needed, like, a little jump back in time and listen to this, you know, uh, New Orleans twang that I got. Um, <laughs> and, you know, of course, Breezy runs the uh, Honks of Hockey on Instagram, which is die a girl. It's a definitely a really amusing uh, page to follow. And they ask fucking everybody, and they're like, who's your honk of hockey? And, you know, right right off the bat, I'm like, it's fucking Max Domi. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say it. Like, I, you know, you can put all your, your weird emotions to the side. Like, that's a good-looking dude. He's got, like, the cleanest set of teeth I've ever seen in my life and has a great fucking smile. And they started laughing because, like, I was so quick to answer that. But it's like, I, one, I knew that that, an- that question was coming, so I was prepared for it. But, two – a dude just looks sharp as shit, and I mean, he's one of the most interesting guys in the game right now, and uh, he just happens to play for the best team, in my opinion. You know, but uh, I think I think he plays. You know, I think he plays. But it, it was a really good topic that I never heard anybody bring up, which is people that you know that might have, you know, uh, I don't I don't know the fucking fancy word. I'm from the swamp, but you know, uh, an immune problem. Yeah, definitely. Like right. a compromised immune system. Thank you. Compromise, man. It's a simple word. Just, you know, I get so excited on these fucking podcasts. <laughs> my brain just gets fucking stupid. Uh, not to mention, I, I start, start to fucking drink to get, in a, you know, to get comfortable and calm down. Uh, but I got one more question, right? So I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about this one because this is something I was going to ask on, on the next episode. But I'd rather just ask it now. Um, now... Would you rather, and I guess this this just happens to work right now because we're in such a fucking weird situation, would you rather your team win the Stanley Cup and then go back to being dog shit, just like winning out of a miracle, it just so happens to happen, or would you rather just have, uh, you know, like a half a decade and maybe a little bit more than a half a decade of just a solid team that is very capable, just just a really stout team to watch that has playoff possibilities and can go pretty far. <clears throat> well, um, I'm gonna answer your question, but I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna take a little bit of a roundabout way, but it'll, it'll make sense, I promise. Go ahead, bud. No, dude, I'm I'm down for this trip. I'm out of shape, but I could <laughs> use a run. <laughs> um, uh, so obviously up in up here, Canada. Raptors basketball is kind of big lately with uh, the Raptors doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, the Raptors, they won this year. And I think that it's a lot of Canadians have been frustrated because ESPN especially, the Raptors won. And I'd say not even a week later, we were talking about LeBron James in L.A. And, you know, I find that a lot of American outlets especially because it's – it's bigger down there than it's than it is here. It's growing here, but it's bigger down there. Basketball is huge in the U.S. and 
So we, all of our analysts, we watch Americans and, you know, we felt we didn't really get the recognition we deserved. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Kawhi kind of won. Oh, it was a fluke. Golden State, if KD didn't get injured, Golden State would have won. And, you know, they might be right there. You know, I'm not going to deny that. Kevin Durant probably would have won that series for them. Clay got injured too. But I don't know if you saw Toronto after the Raptors won. It was fucking – no one gave a shit. They were – we were champions. So, I don't know, it's kind of a roundabout way of answering it, but I'm taking that one fucking championship. And if anyone tries to say anything, I'm going to say, fuck you, my team won. I'm not going <laughs> to No, dude, I love it. And I, I feel like people are going to be like, that's such a dumb fucking question. But, like, the way I thought about it, it was, it was like, you know, do you take a team that has no shot – you know, like, it's going to have no future after this. Or would you rather a team that has a po- the possibility of doing it for a good seven years or a team that just absolutely wins it but then goes straight back to dog shit, you know? Me, personally, I'd rather, I'd rather see the team win, but I'm also down with the development. And I guess that's just coming from, you know, being around the Habs for so long and just seeing a team that's, that's capable of doing it and just, you know, decades pass. You know, but I would love, I would love that victory. I don't care if we go back to dog shit, but then there's a part of me that's just like, you know what? I could, I could be super fucking chill with seven years of fucking just phenomenal hockey. I'm just, I just keep saying seven, but you know, in those seven years, there's a great chance we can make a really good run with it, but I'll take the fucking win right now. I'll take the asterisk and call it whatever you want. I'll take it. You're a champion. You're a champion no matter what. You know, bringing back to the Raptors, um, just to kind of, you know, the Raptors were that team for seven years. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan made it deep into the playoffs, lost to LeBron. I don't think you, no matter who you are, if you lose to LeBron James, it, what you lost to the, the second greatest basketball player of all time. What are you going to do? Right. Um, I just think, you know, they were a solid team that had a chance every year. They won one year and some people might call it fluky. And I would say that was the, most I've ever had of enjoyment watching basketball was that one year. Um, Same with the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, we went on a huge push into the playoffs a few years. I don't, I'm not massive on baseball. I only watch around playoff time. But, you know, they didn't win. And I would say I would trade every one of those runs for one run that we won. I just think um, that one, that one winning season, no one can take that away from you. You know, Jeremy Lin on the Raptors played no minutes in the playoffs, got a ring. He's a champion. No one can take that away from him. I just think the players would feel the same way, asterisk or not. Um, you're a champion. Your team's a championship team. No one can take that away from you. And that's why I think, you know, no matter who wins this season, people are going to, even if it's the number one seeded team, even if it's the Avs or Dallas or Washington, a team that could ease, that was projected to win, people are going to shit on it. And I think that no matter who wins, they're not going to give a fuck because they're just going to hold up. They're, they're going to pull a Patrick Waugh and say, I can't hear you. I got my Stanley Cup rings in my ears, you know? Like, they're, they're not going to care. Yeah. You know, love it. That was, that was fucking transcendental, bud. <laughs> like, that was beautiful. That was beautifully put, dude. And for, for a fucking, a winged up, half drunk, you know, question thrown out there, dude, you, you knocked it out. 
And uh, I feel like your answer saved uh, how terrible I tried to read that question off. But, uh, man, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You did a great job. And uh, I feel – I feel – I felt that. felt that right in my heart. Um, <laughs> but, but, all right, folks, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, you know, we'll start to wrap it up. Um, is there any any last things you want to you want to put out there, bud? Um, nothing off the top of the head, you know. Um, obviously, our time with um, the network, you know, we we run to about June, and the end. Of, everything's a little messed up this year, so um, we our contract has us till till June first. I'm sure me and Corey are gonna be here till much later we're coming back next year we're pretty much sold on that like we're coming back but um so we'll figure that out and we'll tell you guys when um constant content is going to end um i think i can make the promise i don't want to promise anything for you Corey. but um i know i'll be here i'm sure you will too i'll be here the entire time the habs are in the playoffs you know we're gonna stick with it we're gonna ride it out we're gonna be there covering it yeah and but then, I, I, didn't, I didn't think i was gonna be a part of a fucking uh a playoff podcast, you know, and <laughs> yeah. here we are. Yeah, so we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to talk about that. Um, we'll probably come out with a plan as to what we're going to do for the summer, let you guys know, you know, as as things go. Um, as we figure that out, obviously with COVID, content is hard to come by and things are kind of uncertain. So it'll all be kind of incidental. We'll, we'll see where it takes us. But um, once again, I just want to say, uh, Corey's going to wrap it up, but thank you guys for listening. Um, we're having a good time. You know, this is fun, not only, I hope, for you, the listener, but for myself as well. You know, um, we're living in boring, stressful times, and this is a great way to just kind of unwind. You know, me and Corey get to sit here and chat, and it, it's been a great time, and I'm happy I've got to share this experience with you guys, the listener, through one, what we're going to remember as a decade-defining, life-changing incident in our lives. Dude, you hit, it, you hit it right on the head. You know, uh, I've gone through one already. You know, I've gone through Katrina. Um, but this is, this is up there again, and what, a, what an amazing time, you know, uh, to just be alive and be thankful for what you got. You know, sometimes people only think about that around, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and and Canadian Thanksgiving, I know there's a fucking difference, but, uh, you know, <laughs> dude, just soak it up. You know, some of you young cats, you know, you've never felt hardship that wasn't based off of, uh, you know, an upbringing, you know, like when something as spontaneous as this happens to you, you need to sit back, accept that you can't, you're not in control of it and just fucking go for it. Some of the best times in my life was when I had a destroyed fucking house living in a shitty ass FEMA trailer. Because me and the boys were fucking having fun, you know, and that's what you guys need to do, but you need to do it fucking responsibly, all right? And that also goes to show uh, you guys also need to take care of your fucking, uh, you know, just your body right now. Don't skip a shower and definitely don't forget to fucking shave. And, uh, you know, I'd be remiss not to bring this up, but we are sponsored by, um, you know, you did you ever get your package in? I, I want to, uh, let's just start right there. Did you get your fucking package in? I did not Manscaped. get my I did not. I'm it's coming, but I promise. I, it, I, I promise. Got, I got my own. Okay. That um fucking fuck. Who 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 did I know? One of my buddies had one and I tried it out. It's pretty dope. Nice. 
Well, but, anyway, uh, look, yeah. look, boys, I'm just saying it, it's – I mean, it's really for men, you know, but I'm sure a woman can, could get down there and get it done. All I'm saying, guys, is that, you know, like in this time of uncertainty, I might look Cro-Magnon, but you still got to take care of yourself, folks. And with, uh, with the Lawnmower 3.0, it's definitely uh, worth the buy. Keep yourself trimmed up. You know, your balls will thank you. That's their fucking favorite saying. But manscaping is the answer to keeping yourself looking good. It'll get you some extra minutes on the ice when, you know, a lady or a guy comes over. I don't, I don't give a fuck what, where, where you're at on that spectrum. Do you, bud. But you know what? That person that's going to go downstairs or help you out, get, get, you know, get you an apple or whatever, you know, help you get a goal, you know, they, they deserve not to see, uh, you know, 61 days of quarantine looking downstairs in your undercarriage, bud. So let's just take care of that. But, folks, stay healthy. Stay indoors. You know, a lot of people are getting out. Just do what's comfortable. Do what's right for you. Um, but just do it as responsible and respectful as you can. Um, you know, as always, you can catch me at Bayou Benders on Instagram and Twitter, and you can catch Mason on Habs at Habs Nightly on Twitter. And uh, folks, I'm Corey. This has been Mason, and this has been Habs Nightly. We'll talk to you next time.